e whakapiki haura, oranga hoki, mo te hunga e pāngia ana e te kai punapuna. To improve the health and well-being of people who are affected by arthritis. Ngāi wi o te motu nau piki mai nau kake mai ki tēnei whakāturanga e pā ana ki ngā nekenekehanga o ngai tātou teiwi māre ko Te Ahikā. Welcome to Te Ahikā here on Radio New Zealand National. I'm Justine Murray. Coming up, this week's show is dedicated to the illness that is prevalent in the Māori and Pacific Island communities. It's about living, dealing with the impact and how to manage the arthritic illness gout. We'll hear from Māori who suffer from the illness. We're at a community meeting put on by the New Zealand Arthritis Foundation and leading rheumatologists Dr Peter Gower and Dr Chula Raja Parks provide clinical advice on the cause and effect of gout. Gout is a form of very painful arthritis, particularly found in men, and it's due to uric acid, which is a normal breakdown product in the uh, and the body becoming too high. And when it's too high, it crystallises in the joints. And I met Orongomai Marae Apahat with Mohi Waihi, who talks about the impact it's had upon his wider whanau, which resulted in an overhaul of his diet. Uh, salt is one that they try to wean you off salt and just have a little bit of salt, not too heavy, ne? Um, so one shake and not ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kwainiki, kwainiki. Just about even a light shake. Yeah. And and thank uh, I've got to thank my family, you know. They've been very supportive, especially my moko's been very supportive of my moko turned around and said, No, I'm gonna i I'm gonna put the salt on your cake. Mohi Waihi coming up later on. Kweranga Kuranga Haona, that's what's coming up in the next hour here on Teahika. Admittedly, doing the show does come with a few personal reasons. The idea to delve into the subject of gout came from my partner, husband, Regan Murray. Now, he's a non-smoker, a hard worker in his job. He does like some of the bad food. I mean, don't we all? But at 26, he was diagnosed with gout. As part of this documentary, Living With Gout, he shares his story. But first, what is it? Clinical Associate Professor Dr Peter Gow is one of the country's leading rheumatologists based at Auckland's Middlemore Hospital. Uh, my role is as the clinical head of rheumatology, uh, rheumatology being the study of arthritis and rheumatism, and it includes things such as gout. And I'm also a clinical associate professor of medicine, which means I do some research in this area. Gout is a form of very painful arthritis, particularly found in men, and it's due to uric acid, which is a normal breakdown product in the, uh, in the body, becoming too high. And when it's too high, it crystallises in the joints when there's a trigger, such as foods or kicking your toe or that sort of thing. It's very prominent in the Maori community, and there was this assumption that perhaps it was because people didn't eat well or they drank too much, whereas in fact the work of the Maori Guard Action Group has shown that largely it's a genetic factor and that people just can't clear the uric acid out through their kidneys as efficiently if they're Maori or Pacific. So what do you mean by a genetic factor? There's a gene which is responsible for how much uric acid goes out through the kidney 
And in Marion Pacific, that protector gene, which should normally have the uric acid going out through the kidney in, in large amounts. And out via urine? Yeah, yeah. Is, is actually different. So that more of the uric acid comes back into the body. And so Maori as a group, and Ben Rose was one of the people that... Uh, did these studies, have a higher uric acid even in the normal population. So is it just a matter of them excreting the uric acid? Yeah, it, it's a balance between what comes in at the top of what you eat and what goes out through your urine, um, and it's the balance between the two. One can't just look at a change of diet. Uh, one also has to look at what medication might um, correct that balance. Mm. Because in, in, in my um, interviews that I've done... Um, um, Dr. Peter, and perhaps you've come across the same thing, is that um, without even knowing um, research, people that I've spoken to, men, said that um, this, it skips a gene. Uh, sorry, it skips a generation. So is there research to suggest that that's actually true? Uh, not everybody with gout has the gene, but there are families which uh, do have a lot of gout in, in the family, but it doesn't affect everybody. So it, it's not so much as skipping a generation. It's just that different members will, will have gout. Right, okay. So just because um, Dad doesn't have it doesn't mean that you're not going to get it or...? It doesn't. We've, we've got a lot of patients whose father has it, their mother have it, brothers and sisters have it, grandmother, grandmother has it. When I was interviewing... Um, um, the whānau in my documentary, um, Dr. Peter, that was the common thread, diet. I think we've probably overemphasized the diet aspect. Certainly diet's important as a trigger to, because uh, these things can raise the uric acid suddenly and you get uh, an acute attack. But as far as um, curing gout long-term, and what I love about gout is it's curable, uh, is that many people can uh, change their diet, not eat things, but they're still going to get gout. And the reason for that is that um, the genetic factors are too great. So we estimate that something like 80% of people or more are not going to be cured with uh, diet alone. They're going to need medication to stop them getting attacks of gout. So when you say curable... It can actually, is it more dormant, not curable? If you can get the uric acid below this magic figure that we talk about is 0.36 and the concentration of uric acid, uh, the crystals won't form. And if the crystals don't form, then you don't get attacks of gout. It's those crystals which are causing gout. Mm. When it comes to medication, um, Dr. Peter, um, uh, um, allopurinol seems to be the one that is always um, kind of brought up. Is is that the way to manage your gout, allopurinol? Allopurinol is a, a good start. Um, it's been around for 60 years. We know the side effects. A few people might get a rash, but not very many. And it lowers the uric acid reliably. But if you leave it too late and you've got kidney problems, then it often doesn't work as well as it should. So when that occurs, there are other medications which can clear the uric acid out through the kidney. What should gout sufferers do to get help if they're living essentially in isolation, if they're too shy, if they just kind of get an attack and then just stay home for a week? Well, I think that one of the things in the 
early papers and studies that we did on gout was to spread the word around communities that having gout is not shameful. It's, you can't control your genes and therefore it's not something that you have control over. And we're sort of spreading that message around the community. And I think the other thing is that uh, when the gout pain is so severe, go to your doctor and get your um, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug like naproxen or diclofenac, and that will make the acute attack better. But you should also be asking your doctor, what can I do to stop this happening in the future? And have a discussion about about that. Kia ora, Dr. Peter Gao. Now, earlier this year, he was awarded the John Sands College Medal by the Royal Australasian College of Physicians for his role in the field of rheumatology and rehabilitation medicine. Tauki. You can't even put shoes on. So um, I was monitored by the over the last two years by rheumatology up in Level 6 at the Hutt Hospital. And they finally worked it out that um, what pill I should take them. They keep, it keeps dropping all the time. So aeropinol, one time I was taking about five um, and about two prednisones, or even three sometimes. That's how bad it was. Mm. And I haven't had any for about a year. When I was young, I just saw old guys get gout. But when I was young, I was only like five or six. So seeing them, I saw them as old. But they were only in their 30s or mid-30s, 40s. But now I'm in my mid-30s or coming up to my mid-30s and I'm the one with gout. And now they're in their 60s. Some of them still have gout. So I'm looking at the younger generation looking at me. Oh, uncle, what are you? Oh, why are you limping? Oh, sorry, boy, I got gout. Gout sufferers share their story later in the show. 68-year-old Mohi Waihi runs the day-to-day operations at Orongomai Marae Upper Hut. He's the go-to person and works from his small office at the Marae. Now, it wasn't until after he turned 60 that he got gout. Add to that, Mohi is on other prescription medicine following a heart transplant in 2005. But nevertheless, he keeps himself active. He goes easy on the bad kai and has the support of his whānau. I was born in uh, Waipiro Bay. I think most of us back at the coast were born in a place called Waipiro Bay. Went to Manatahi Primary School, Native School. And then I went to um, a college, uh, Ngata Memorial College. That was um, 1959, 59, 60, 60. Yeah, that's when I... Now, when I finished college, I left there, left Ruatoria in sixty. One. I was 17 at the time when I landed here, and we both we, we all stayed at uh, Immigration Hostel up in Trentham. I wasn't the first trainees, there were other trainees there, uh, and I knew some of them because they were two or three years older than me, uh, like the Awateres, the um, uh, Joe Faringa uh, at the time, because even most of them, a lot of our, our relations all ended up in the army. Um, a lot of our relations ended up in the services, actually. 
doing the Navy, um, Army, uh, what's the other one, post office. A lot of them worked in the post office. And police force as well. Uh, police force, all, they're all based at Trenton. I've been here, uh, I've come here to Rongamai in 1996, that's when I started here. And I've got about two years to go, two or three years to go by, I finally retire. Mm. I'm now 68 now, still young. So you're one of the the Komatsua on the Smai. Yes, I. I'm one of the Komatsua. So your job is on the on the, on the pai pai. Um, sometimes, sometimes on the pai pai, and other times my my job is to make sure that everything runs smoothly right from uh, I pick up the phone. So you're the man that makes it happen behind yeah. the scenes, eh? Aye, aye, aye. Well, we're sitting here in um, the um, we're here at Orangomai Marae in one of the offices. Um, oh, this is your office. And so, um, tell me, Mohi, about how you first um, encountered this this illness. Okay, I guess overeating uh, seafood is probably how I started uh, started the gout. I'm the only one in our family that gets gout. Really? And, yeah. I'm so the only your one. uncles, your dad, your brothers? No, no they never, never had gout. Yeah, 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 yeah. As far as I'm aware, I'm the only one that had gout. I went to uh, what, what do you call level six down down the heart rheumatology. I went for a visit there yesterday, and the pills that I'm on is um, aripurinol. Yeah, aripurinol. Yeah, so I take two of those. Every day with um, prednisone. Yeah, that's it, prednisone. What is that booklet you've got in front of you? This, um, is, this is my chart. This my is your chart, yellow chart, my chart here. And it tells me what all the pills. I take several pills and because I have a, had a heart transplant as well in 2005. Yeah, I had a heart transplant. Mm. So these pills tell me what, what they're for and what they do. So uh, you have to basically read that pretty much every day, yeah, Mohi? Yeah, yeah. Hi. Yeah. I was monitored by the over the last two years by rheumatology up in level six at the heart hospital, and they finally worked it out that um, what pill I should take. They, they keep it keeps dropping all the time. So, There's one time I was taking about five, um, and about two prednisones, or even three sometimes. That's how bad it was. Mm. And I haven't had any for about a year. No, no gout for about a year. So I've got oh, so you haven't had it for about a year? I've not had it for about a year. Gee, that's yeah. good, eh? Yeah, so that's very good. So um, so it must be working, just the two aripurinol and the pregnazone. We had a men's program last year, and some of our men were just so huge. Um, and... Overweight. It. Overweight? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, just overweight. And some of them are complaining about sore knees, uh, sore ankles. And it turned out they didn't know they had gout. Right. They just didn't know they had gout. So, Because um, it feels like a sprain, eh? Does it, it feel is. Like, like you've sprained it or something? Yeah, it is. It is. And it's not very comfortable. And thank goodness I don't have to go through that pain anymore. Uh, I'm so pleased I don't get gout anymore. Now, one of the questions that I, I, that I specifically asked, I said, Gout is it is it a gene to the tutor? And she says it is. It is a gene. Um, I said, well, if, if it's a gene, how come I got it, and the rest of my family don't get it, or my parents never had it? You see, and uh, the answer was, and there's there's so many booklets out now about gout. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as far as the genes concerned, 
it can skip a generation. I didn't know that. And so let's talk about Kai because, as you said, Namuhi, there's a wealth of information out there. Uh, salt is one that they try to wean you off salt and just have a little bit of salt, not too heavy. Um, so one shake and not ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kwainiki, kwainiki. Just about even a light shake. Yeah, and and thank uh, I've got to thank my family. You know, they've been very supportive, especially my moko has been very supportive of. My mother will turn around and said, "No, I'm going to I'm going to put the salt on your kai." Oh, mm. well, good. And you no, know, they've been very supportive that way. Mm. And it's just a trickle there. Uh, seafood uh, is something we can't uh, avoid because our seafood is, is part of our history, um, part of our food chain. Yeah, it's part of our food chain. Um, doesn't matter what it is, whether it's kinners, uh, pawo, crayfish, it's still uh, all seafood. Uh, power can bring it on, mm. and so can Kenna. And so, do you know any other? Um, you talked about a, a hui that you held uh, that when you, when you mentioned mm. the um, mm. the gene thing. Do you come in contact with many um, other Māori men that suffer yeah, from yeah, gout? Yeah, no, there's a couple of co-martyrs from Ngāti Pro. Uh, they uh, they suffer quite bad from it, you know. Um, and it's got that bad with one of them, one of our co-martyrs that he um, can't wear his shoes. You know, oh. swell too much, and yeah. you can always tell me. I can always tell when he's got it. He doesn't wear shoes on the pay. Right. That's, yeah, that's what I'm going to So tell there me. has been times when this particular komatsu has been has had a fight court at all with yep. visitors and yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, and then that's the reason why. Right. Sometimes we, you know, if he gets where he puts his shoes, you know, because he hardly ever wears shoes. Yeah. You can have all the booklets in front of you, read them. Um, but you've got to follow it up as well. Don't just read them and forget about it. Watch what you eat. Watch your the intake of your um, kaimoana. Don't overdo it. Um, salt, that's another one. Tomatoes. Hey? You want the uh, the Italian tomatoes because they're acid-free and not too much hinu. Not, not too much hinu, not, yeah, not too much hinu. dripping or fat. Um, and listen to other people. Listen to your mokos. Let your moko be the one to say, "Have you taken your pills?" And that's what my moko does. And they put they put the, they salt my food, and that's good. That's a good encouragement from my mokos and the, and the community, eh? Um uh, Teratha e Praurangi Um Tipuna no Teratha ku Praurangi Um Tonengwa ko Renata Poatu Wai Gwenitingwa Taku Papa Ingari Toku um Tipuna Wutamati Nakahu Tonengwa Tinako to Kahurio Kitahu Toku Faya um Ko tereinga te whārua, ko tereinga te papakāinga. Nā whare, ko, ko tāne rāwa, ko, rāwa ko hinekōrako. Tingo tōku whaia no ko paku Edwards. Nā rā, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, ki rāna tātaka toa. 
I tēnā koe muhi waihi. This is Te Ahika on Radio New Zealand National. I'm Justine Murray. Now this week's show, Living with Gout, is about the arthritic illness that affects many in the Māori and Pacific Island communities. Arthritis educator for the New Zealand Arthritis Foundation, Anatoa Tekira, does just that. She works at a grassroots level, mostly in Te Tairawhiti, the Gisborne area and the Hunt Valley. I caught up with her for a chat at her office. I used to hear stories of my, my dad, my whāngai father, he was uh, a wolfie. And, um, of course, those wolfies, though, uh, they, <laughs> they kind of had, had um, I suppose, you know, a colourful life of um, a few owls yep, after, few you bears. know, um, jumping off the wolves and that. And a lot of his close friends were wolfies. And they used to actually have gout. And they all used to sit around and talk about how they couldn't put sheets on their toes. I didn't quite understand it until I got older and um, started learning about sort of many different, um, you know, sort of health conditions and chronic conditions, long-term conditions, and gout being one of them. So um, I suppose the biggest learning, you know, around gout has been coming to arthritis New Zealand, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Your work in Hutt Valley, Wairarapa Te Tairawhiti, how prevalent is gout, in your opinion? Yeah, in the heart. Okay, well, it's, in my honest opinion, it's um, quite a huge problem that we have in the Hutt Valley area. I did a project uh, last year, which was my first year with Arthritis New Zealand, alongside Hutt Valley um, DHB with the Heart Hospital and in that project it was identified that two of the acute um, admissions to uh, emergency department was acute gout attacks. So whānau were having gout attacks um, and lots of severe pain turning up to um, heart hospital right. emergency department with gout. Um, a majority of that whānau, of course, were Māori and Pacific. And as young as 15-year-old uh, Māori and Pacific males were being identified going right through to sort of as old as, you know, 60, um, going in with acute uh, gout flares. So the project came really um, from just um, what they call as a query search, them tapping into like the system and, and having a look at those high statistics that was coming mm. into ED and presenting. And um, a project was formed. Now, two of the areas that were most highest um, from that project and just from what we call the query search that was um, done because everything's entered into a computer, you know, when you go into ED and that. And so yep. when they pulled the query search, um, they found that the highest um, admissions were people living in the Wanuia Mata area and the Nainai area, hence why place the Nonai uh, seminar in the community. So your work as part of what you do is actually to, um, you mentioned Nonai and um, obviously you're going to hear a little bit of that seminar coming up coming up later in Te Ahika. Um, 
your mahi and a tour is to organise, um, you know, the likes of a rheumatologist, a dietitian, to better educate people on how to look after themselves. Yeah, for essentially. sure. Yeah. So um, if I'm not arranging seminars um, of, you know, and working with the specialists um, in order to, you know, sort of do a community um, yeah. education or seminar. I'm actually doing education and helping whānau understand to better how to manage and look at the most important things um, around their gout. One of the biggest things, of course, is taking their medication because a lot of whānau possibly um, then become their own doctors and take themselves off medication. So that is a way of being able to work with whānau and, and trying to, you know, sort of talk of the importance of taking their medication. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, with your mahi, I mean, it may sound simple to some people, but a one-hour kōrero in a community hall, sometimes that can, that's all that's really needed for whānau to be better informed. Yeah, um, I think one of the things not being clinical, um, it, you know, of course I'm doing, you know, sort of trainings around many clinical people and um, other, you know, and our service manager who creates all our services that we deliver in the community is, is clinical. Um, but I suppose, um, it, it, you know, I have the way of maybe not making the language so clinical so it is easier for whānau and you know there's all these terms that they kind of tag it to but whānau that may have low health literacy um, and making that language easier. Kia ora koutou, malola lei, talofa lava, and welcome to you all today for the GOUTS uh, workshop. It's actually what we call another part of the work Anatoa does in the community is running free information workshops. Nainai Community Hall was the venue for one such workshop, which is where I met Dr. Chula Rajaparks. around really important things like gout. So um, if you can um, join with me now and um, please give a really warm welcome of applause to Dr. Chula Rajaparks. <clears throat> So thank you very much, Anatoa, for having invited me to give this talk, and, um, and thank you everybody for coming. It's very nice and gratifying to see such a large audience, isn't it? Yeah, and there's very good reason why you should come, as you will see as you go along. How it is caused and how we manage, the most important thing, how you manage gout, which, as, I, which, as Anatoa said, done properly, easily done, gout becomes history. So some basic facts about gout. Gout is a form of arthritis, and arthritis means any disorder of the joints. And like Anatoya said, we deal with a lot of autoimmune arthritis, but gout is also another form of arthritis. And there, this one, it doesn't result, this arthritis doesn't result as a part of an autoimmune manifestation, but it occurs because the uric acid levels in the blood becomes excessive leading to the spillover of the uric acid from the blood into the joints. And these uric acid then precipitates as a ureate crystal, and, that, and then the joint treats this as a foreign body and mounts an inflammatory reaction, manifesting with swelling, tenderness, and redness. One obvious thing is that gout is prevalent amongst 
Māori. Māori and Pacific Islanders. And has that been slowly going up over the past? Well, I showed you that slide where, where both the Māori as well as the non-Māori, the incidence has been going up, not only in New Zealand but all the world over. And we don't know the exact reason, but we think the increase in consumption of these sweetened soft drinks might have a major role to play in that. See, I didn't expect to see that. I was thinking... Why is he talking about soft drinks? Of all the medications and things we could have done. It's a, it's a sweetened soft drink. Remember, it's, a, it's not the non-sweetened. It is the sweetened soft the drink. The regular Cokes, the regular yeah, Sprite. The regular ones because of the, of the fructose derived from corn syrup. That, that probably is a significant factor of the increase worldwide, not only here in New Zealand. The one that kind of interested me was... The ability of the kidney to flush out purines? Yes. To get rid of it? Yes. The gout sufferers, they suffer from gout not because, not not primarily because of excessive consumption of purines. That can be contributory. But the major factor is that their genes see to it that by the time they get to their 30s and 40s, their kidney gets blocked particularly for getting rid of uric acid. Other kidney functions are not affected so much, but selectively they seem to be unable to get rid of the uric acid. Mm. Properly treated, gout can be history. But it's important, the word properly is important. The same medications taken wrongly can lead to confusion. So the important thing is to treat it properly. The three treatments, the three medications that are involved are that non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, the colchicine, and the allopurinol in that order. Monitor your uric acid. Try to get the uric acid level to 36 or less. And after a while, you can gradually tail off the colchicine. But the allopurinol is your friend for life. Dr. Chula Rajaparks, who served as a president of the New Zealand Rheumatology Association for 10 years from 1998 and is based out of the Hutt Valley Hospital. If there is a common question that is discussed when it comes to gout is the food. What to eat, what not to eat, what's good, what's bad. Dietitian Chelsea Marsh breaks it down. So there are a few other foods that we need to watch out for. Um, one of them is Marmite. How many of us were really excited that when Marmite came back? Yep. I know that I was. Um, so Marmite, Vegemite, um, and meat and yeast extracts. So they have their high in purines and um, create high levels of uric acid um, in the blood. Wheat germ, bran, and gravies as well are a few sneaky ones that slip into there. So Marmite's the good one, but we still want to be restricting that. Yeah. Peanut butter, yep. So when we're choosing peanut butter, uh, it's really important to choose kind of the um, healthier versions of it. So it's the reduced salt and the reduced fat one, so the no added sugar, things like that, are much better for us than choosing um, the normal standard peanut butter. And once again, it's about that moderation side of things. Um, it is quite high in calories, so we want to be wary of that as well. So for gout, there's certain guidelines that we want to follow. And like I said um, earlier on in this presentation, all my guidelines, which are on this presentation, are on the sheet as well. So this is an excellent resource to take home. Kia ora. That was recorded at a community uh, workshop at Nai Nai run by the New Zealand Arthritis Foundation. Earlier we heard from rheumatologist Dr Chula Rajaparks and dietitian Chelsea Marsh, uh, both who work at the Hutt Valley District Health Board.
Tonight's Tiahi Kart special, Living with Gout, was inspired by my partner, Regan Murray, who was diagnosed with the illness at 26. Yes. On a lazy Sunday in our living room, he, or rather we, talk about the impact of gout, starting here with his first diagnosis. I went to the doctors and I said, look doc, my foot is sore, I don't know what's going on. And he checked me over. He thought I banged it or somewhere or did something on onto my foot. And then um, he said, oh, do you have gout? And I went, no, I don't have gout. Look, mate, I'm 26. I don't get gout. And I said, oh, you might have gout. And I went, whoa, that just sort of blew my mind. And um, I was at the age of 26. Did you know what it was? Or... All I knew what gout was is pain. Yeah, could could be in the knee sometimes or in the elbow, but I really didn't know what type of pain it was. Um, my uncles had it, and apparently they took this magic blue pill. Who told you about the magic blue pill? I've got fabulous uncles that knew what the magic blue pill was. <laughs> They just said it's a blue pill <laughs> that um, that sort of got rid of gout, or they'll have have it um, have it before um, a, a party, and then they'll go out drinking or eating kinders or or whatever. And I went to the docs the other day, and I told him about look, doc, just give me a blue pill. <laughs> I went, and he goes. Well, blue pool. He goes, yeah. My uncles used to give, um, um, always have these like magic uh, blue pools, but they said these are magic. He went, why? Because they get rid of the pain fast. And I asked him if I could have some magic blue pools, but he didn't give me any. <laughs> gave me some other stuff. So you're 26 years old. Doc says I think you got gout, but the, the thing is, is that your dad doesn't yeah. get it. Um, no, no, my old man doesn't get um, gout. I suppose I just skipped him and went straight to his uncles, uh, to his brothers. But when I was young, I just saw old guys get gout. But when I was young, I was only like five or six. So seeing them, I saw them as old. But they were only in their 30s or mid-30s, 40s. But now I'm in my mid-30s, or coming up to my mid-30s, and I'm the one with gout. And now they're in their 60s. I'm looking at the younger generation, looking at me. Oh, uncle, what are you? Oh, why are you limping? Oh, sorry, boy, I got gout. And Is that so, what you used to say to your uncles? Yeah, why I used you to say, oh, you got a sore foot, uncle. They, yeah, I got gout, boy. That's what kinders and a lot of beer does to you. Back those days, I used to say, Uncle, why are you limping? I was like, oh, funny. It's <laughs> the thing, because um, you're my husband and we're talking about this and it's very personal to both of us, really. And it appears to me that it's it's excruciating, I mean, you're six one. You're, you know, pretty strong. You're athletically built. How does that pain feel like? 
bloody sore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? It's this bloody sore. Um, I've had it since I was 26. I'm now 33. I've had about four massive attacks of gout where it just cripples me. It just brings me to my knees. I have to literally crawl on all fours just to get to the wharepaku or just to... Um, the bathroom. Or just to get up and down stairs or, you know, I have to seriously... It's It hurts. It really hurts. It feels like someone's basically put your foot in a vice and just slowly squeezed, squeezed it. With all the information that's online and all the pamphlets that the nurses have given me and given you when we're at the doctor's, how do you manage it? When I do go to the doctor and he diagnosed me with gout and all that, he does tell me it is down to your dietary habits and it's caused by shellfish. Um, purines, eh? Purines is the ingredient purines, in the kind. Yeah. The doc says, get on, a, get on a diet, do exercise, start losing a bit of weight and your gout should relieve the severity of your gout will come down. I think for me, in just trying to deal with um, the gout and to make sure that it's under control at least, or to do as much as we can to control it, there's a list of do's and don'ts. Right, so on our fridge, <laughs> we've got a whiteboard and it's got a list of foods that I don't use anymore. So, for example, you know, we used to have, you know, every meal used to have a salad and now we don't have tomatoes on our salad because the acidity, well, we can have acid-free tomatoes, they're just hard to come by at the moment. So on the whiteboard it says, only acid-free tomatoes. It says no pork or no fatty meats. Um, do you feel like your the gout has really disrupted your life in the sense that once you loved pork, now you can't have it? Once you loved tomatoes and now you can't have it and how that has impacted upon you or do you just go with the motions? Well, when you say you can't have it, you go, whoa, I can't have pork. Um, you can't have pork, um, but what I think is you limit your pork intake. You don't sort of cut it out unless you know that if you eat a sliver of a, um, a tomato, you get a, a tingle of a, a gout attack or whatever. But if you eliminate everything first and just start ba basic and then slowly bring in a tomato or whatever and if you don't get anything for the, for the next couple of days then you're sweet but it's, it's just a hidden but when, amiss but when you have an attack Regan what's the first thing that I say take a ball no well, what's the second thing I say what's wrong with your foot <laughs> what's why the... are you limping <laughs> but what, okay <laughs> what's the third thing that I what's 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 one of the what main... What have you eaten? Exactly. Actually, I, I reckon it's the first question... Actually, no, you're probably right. No, the first... The first... <laughs> no, no, the first thing you say is like, are you limping? 
why are you limping? And then the next one is, have you eaten something bad or that you shouldn't have? Yeah. And out of those three questions, I switch off and went, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes to save you pain, I just say, oh, I've just, yeah, I, I dropped something on my foot or... <laughs> I'll come up with a clear excuse because I know what you're going to say. You're going to say all the stuff about, oh, you've got gout again, eh? Right. If I say yes, then you're going to give me a bombardment of questions. What have you eaten? What have you done? You've eaten bad food at work. You've done all this stuff. And it's like, ah, I don't need that. So to save all that trouble, I go, oh, oh yeah, I hit, hit my foot against the wall or something by accident. Yeah, well, I know you do that. Well, maybe I didn't really know how that you do it that much, but <laughs> the thing with Regan is that he will rather suffer in pain than let me worry. And that's what I'm... Um... Until the pain gets too bad and then I have to tell yeah. him. Yeah. Are you okay with living with this illness do you fear that it's going to get worse if you don't really do something dramatic like drop 30 kilos or does it ever weigh on your mind or? well I don't think oh uh, yeah dropping the weight helps but I don't think dropping the weight because of gout losing weight um, will help me I think get rid of gout faster but just living a healthy lifestyle what works for you works for you yeah, do you exactly. miss pork? Do you miss tomatoes? Do you miss... I miss the odd tomato. I can't... I'm not really missing pork. I do have inklings of a nice roast pork, you know, with the succulent fat over the top, and the pouring of gravy. God, I feel like a pork right now. <laughs> but, you, but, you know, apart from those little odd thoughts, um, no, I don't miss pork at all. I could be... <laughs> That sounded weird after saying that. Thank you, hubby, for sharing your story. No worries. To hear tonight's stories again, you can head to our webpage, radioNZ.co.nz forward slash Te Ahika. We're also on Facebook, just search Te Ahika. And while there, you'll find the link to our Twitter page and, yep, our weekly newsletter. I'm Justine Murray, and this is Te Ahika. <laughs> Te Ahika. Radio New Zealand National. Part-time radio personality on Te Atiawa Tua FM, Star Olsen was, well, a bit of a star himself back in the day. He played league, he was sporty, but as we've heard from Regan, Star in his late 20s was diagnosed with gout. He shares his story. Tell me your experience. When did you first encounter gout? I think by accident. I think, because it was so long ago. Mm, mm. And I think it might have been around my footballing days. Uh, funny enough, although it's so far uh, far back, I just can't confirm. But I, I'd, I'd use that as an excuse in, in identifying when. So we're talking probably in my late 20s when... Um, this redness sort of appeared on my big toe and I, I wasn't sure what it was. And and so it went away, you know, after a week. And so I, I put that down to perhaps being stood on 
playing footy and, and, and never thought about it. So, yeah, uh, probably about 26 years ago. Yeah, 26 right. years ago. So you say football, fit, pretty athletic. Yep. Maybe a few brews a week uh, done at the club, but was that your lifestyle? Yeah, that was it back in the days. You know, wine your mother. Well, there wasn't much else to do over there except work and play footy and have a couple of quieties afterwards and uh, sometimes a, a bit more than a couple. But uh, that's how we were back in those days. So back then when when you're young and having a good time, you you probably didn't think, well, certainly I didn't think that perhaps all that, all that was perhaps a pointer that um, that gout may be in the system. Um, I've never heard of it. You know, my, my dad never spoke about it. Um, I'm not even sure whether my dad suffered from it, but having said that, there was a lot of things that my dad never spoke about, and I suspect mm. that probably was uh, was one of them. So it wasn't enough to set the alarm bells ringing? It wasn't a severe attack? No, certainly not. And um, back then, when um, you know, we'd, we'd go diving, you know, eat all yep. the eat all the good stuff out of the moana. Yeah, that was that 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 didn't didn't send any alarm bells ringing off in my head. That's for sure. I guess it probably wasn't until later on when the the regularity of it uh, started to uh, started to impact and. I thought, geez, this is sort of, you know, happening too too regular. And so I thought I'd better go to the doctors and find out what was happening. Yeah. You know, I came away from that appointment with a with a prescription to get some anti inflammatories. Um unbeknown to me that um there would be some more frequent visits in the future. Yeah. Had you and, changed your diet? Yeah, um, oh, you know I was pretty well. See, now that was the thing, you know, when you when you started to read, you know, that became a danger in itself. You know, all of a sudden you thought you could prescribe yourself the right stuff to mm. be taken, and 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 even you know, the acid and the tomatoes, and mm. that we should be cutting back or not having tomatoes at all, and. I'm thinking, geez, there's not much else left to eat in this world if I, I keep cutting back and cutting back. But mm-hmm. um, and even back then, it was, wasn't even about drinking plentiful amounts of water. You know, I mean, that's how far back we're going. Really. How did this? How did gout um, over the years start affect your whanau, your kids? Uh, perhaps it, it 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 came to a head one time because. It, it it came to a head one time when I started getting gout in my foot. It 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 was tolerable, and um, but then the whole bottom of the foot started to swell, and then it moved up to my ankle, and so my whole foot, if you can imagine my foot now, well it was it was a wee bit bigger than that. And and I think that's you know when the the realization hit home uh, from my kids' point of view that uh, geez the old man's in a bit of pain here, and um, so you just put up with it and got on with it until it went away. But so you'd just be in here, just yeah, I would be in here and waiting out the time. Yeah, and... well, gee, 
and I didn't know it at the time, but what the impact could be on, and, and then it sort of started to get me down, you know. So I got a bit depressed about it all because I'm so used to being, you know, up and about. You and seem to be the man out, here at Corkitty, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the yeah. go-to guy. And people would know when I'm not, when I'm down, they don't see me around, you know, and they would get a bit concerned and they'd want to come in. You know, I'm hearing this after, after it was all over. They were wanting to come in to see how I was, but they, you know, they were just a bit worried about, given the, the fact that I was giving my own whanau a bit of a hard time about it, that they stayed away. When I came good, um, I said, geez, I'm not going back there again. And, you know, touch wood, and, you know, we're talking about that last um, session of gout being some some years ago now. Good, Some wow. years ago. That, yeah. Um, that it, it, it hasn't bothered me since, only because I've learned just to keep taking the medication, um, you know, having my reasonable intake of water, not um, going overboard with it, plus... I think just cutting back on the on the seafood. On the seafood. I think those those yeah. three things have helped, and, and you know, staying active, staying down the gym, and has been good. Has been really good. And so, you know, if anything, um, what I would say to a lot of those sufferers out there is that uh, one is that if you're on any preventative medication, regardless whether it's in the system or dissipates and goes away for a period keep taking your medication now that's why they call it a preventative Kia ora star Olsen nor Ngāti Porau and those changes not only included joining the gym but in 2011 star took part in Iron Māori in Napier Kapai. Tonight's Te Ahika, Living with Gout was put together to better inform you all about the illness the impact, how it can be managed and the physical and emotional toll it can take now, there is a wealth of information out there and we've provided an insight, but of course, if you do have any medical questions, see your local GP. Dr. Peter Gow, Dr. Chula Roger Parks, Chelsea Marsh, Regan Murray, Mohi Waihi, and Star Olsen. Thank you for sharing your stories. E whakapiki hauora, oranga hoki, mo te hunga e pāngia ana e te kai ponapona. To improve the health and well-being of people who are affected by arthritis. Now this week's whakatauki that you heard at the start of the show is the mission statement of the New Zealand Arthritis Foundation. A big thanks to arthritis educator Ana Tuatekira for her assistance in this episode of the show. He mihi tēnei kia koutou katoa nga kai whakarongo, atui tērā ki ngā kai hono oro, nga mihi. Kia pai o koutou wiki e tū mai nei, mauri tū, mauri ora.